1: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash impact
2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
3: it's in this league with scott bogman and chris welsh on the radio. 30
4: i'm on right now i don't believe you you boys are line. Over the last two games, 34 carries the last two games. They like them in the passing game, on the running side. Just listed off why the Colts are susceptible on the ground and from running backs in the air. Chuba's been the guy. So I'm going to go with Chuba as a firm RB2 for the week. Firm, 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 hard. Yep. Firm, hard. Hard and firm. Big Chuba. Uh, and then my sleeper, I keep seeing Chuba, Chuba. You know I'm going at uh, yeah, sleeper Chubba, RB yeah. for week nine, going Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman against Green Bay. I'm not in love with any of the options that are out there, but, you know, Royce averaging 5.2 yards per carry over the last 21 carries over two games. So he's not getting the big usage, but this Green Bay team, they can run on a bit. There are some obvious passing game issues that could be going on. I think the safety net always with this team is going to be Puka and Cooper Cup, no matter who the quarterback is. But if you're establishing the run, you can do that on Green Bay. And Royce has been really good over five yards per carry. So I think Royce has got an opportunity to be in a, a sleeper RB for the week up against Green Bay.
5: Uh, for me, I'm going to go with Cam Akers. And the reason I'm going, this is, it's a little weird because what we saw after Kirk got hurt was him go straight back to Alexander Madison. But I think that had to be the game plan in the moment. So I think this week, you know you have a weak running, a uh, weak quarterback in Sharon Hall. Josh Dobbs just got there; he probably can't play. So, I think you lean into this run game. Atlanta's a decent run defense, but I think you know if you hit that hammer a bunch of times, I think they could you could break it open. And I think Heineke is going to make this offense better, but they are down Drake London, so this might be two kind of limp offenses. Uh, trying to do something here this week. And I think Cam Akers should have, like, in the neighborhood of 10 to 12 touches. Um, They've thrown the ball at him a couple times, too. So I just, it's not 100% sure, but I really didn't like the options here at sleeper running back. And I think this team needs to lean on their RBs. So I'm going to take a shot on Cam Akers here.
4: All right, let's go over to wide receivers. Surprise wide receiver one for the week. Uh, well, You're actually one. Be battling a little bit here uh, on the on the wide receiver for this team, but your wide receiver <laughs> one is who?
5: Yeah, I got Michael Pittman against the Panthers, and this is another one I had to change. I can't remember who I had here at number one, but I looked and they moved up to like eight or nine here. Uh, I think I had, oh, yeah, I had Garrett Wilson in here against the Chargers uh, because they give up the most passing yards in the NFL, but he snuck in at wide receiver 12. So I snuck to, uh, the switch to... Michael Pittman here against the Panthers. The Panthers are still bad. Um and the Colts need to uh throw the ball. So, I think Michael Pittman. Th- this is he's going to be a wide receiver too, I would imagine. So this is like does he score? And I definitely think he can against Carolina. So that that's why I'm going to say that he could possibly be a wide receiver 1.
4: My wide receiver 1 or surprise wide receiver, the one of the week, Sneeko Collins. We're going back to Sneko maybe. He's in the teens, by the way, in rank. So it's, this isn't like anything yeah. crazy that I'm doing here. Uh, the Tampa Bay matchup is what's good. Tampa Bay giving up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers over the last four games, 54. 54- Balls have been caught of 66 potential receptions to starting wide receivers over that same period of time. Nico has had at least six targets in three of his last four games, the number one option. I know everybody likes Tank Dell. I think they're going to be throwing the ball in this one. Nico's going to have, I'm going to take the over reception prop, wherever that is. I'm going to guess it's going to sit around four and a half. Hopefully it's not juiced. I might even alt bet it, to be honest with you. Love Nico Collins this week against Tampa Bay. He is my surprise wide receiver one of the week. Why we disagree, or not disagree, but we might have a little discrepancy, is my surprise wide receiver two of the week is Josh Downs. Josh Downs going up against Carolina, 23 targets over his last three games. He's had two touchdowns over those last three games. It is a pretty good matchup where they are going to be throwing the ball some, but I love Jonathan Taylor this week. I actually have Jonathan Taylor at number two at RB. I think they are going to be able to run on this team. I think Josh Downs is kind of that under wide receiver. He just makes big plays too. I think both of these guys, Downs and Pittman, could be capped while at the same time, their ability to run and the focus on the run game might just make both of these guys incredible wide receivers. But he's my surprise wide receiver two of the week.
5: Uh, I, I feel I almost feel like I'm cheating here because Amari Cooper is technically like wide receiver 26 or 27. Um and I understand, you know, uh, we're not sure about the quarterback situation this week. I just don't know that it matters. Last week, he had 11 targets against the Seahawks. He had eight the previous two weeks. Six is his six targets. is his low on the year. Of course, that was the game. He only caught one ball, but he's been four for 108. He's had eight targets that only got him two for 22. And then the 11 got him six for 89. So he has been a little up and down, but he is still the first look. And the Cardinal secondary is still miserable. So. I think that it doesn't really matter who's a quarterback for the Browns this week. They are going to be able to get the ball to Amari Cooper. So uh, I'm going to go with
4: Coop here as my surprise wide receiver, too. Ending it out, you, I will tell you this. I was going to take this guy. No, you weren't. I swear to God I was going to take no this No way. Did you switch it to him, by the way, just no. recently? Okay. That's why I didn't, because I then looked and saw you had him. I was going to take the guy that you ended up picking. I'll tell you guys this. We're picking the same game for these <laughs> wide receivers, and I was I gonna your going to pick your guy back, as well.
2: By the way. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
3: At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. What is this? It's in this league. What? How can we be expected to teach Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building in this league it has to be at least three times bigger than this. Are- uh, yeah,
5: I'm going John Dotson against, uh, uh, yeah, against new England here. And it's because they got him back involved and Curtis Samuel probably isn't going to play. It looks like the toe injury is still bothering him. Didn't practice Wednesday. I don't think he has practiced today on Thursday. As you're recording this, uh, I'll have to double check that. But uh, even if he is up, he's not going to be 100 percent. And Dotson is too talented. I And this is people have asked me about Dotson a little bit because, you know, I get a lot of uh, dynasty questions because I host the dynasty pod with uh, fits for fantasy pros in the offseason. And a lot of people have been down on Dotson and it's obvious because he's had such a miserable year, but I, he can't stay this bad for this long. He's too talented. That is my thought process with Dotson. So wheels up. I think with Curtis Samuel down, it's even more opportunity. If we get good Sam Howell, I think we get good Jahan Dotson this week. So it does depend on what's going on with Samuel and what is going on with um you know, what's going on with Sam Howell if he's going to be any good. But I think he, he's been pretty good the last three weeks. So I'm going to say Dotson is going to at least have five catches this week.
4: I like it. I, I'm gonna look at the props and I'm gonna play that too. I think Dodson, I mean, even though Jamison Crowder got a bunch of work, like I think Dodson regained the confidence. I think Howell's right. gonna want to get him the ball. You saw him making plays. This is what you needed the whole time. And if he drops the first ball that's thrown to him, maybe a bad game for him. But maybe. hopefully he catches that first one. That's what we uh, want. I think this is gonna be a very popular one this week, but he's not ranked in the top 36. I'm going with Demario Douglas with the Patriots. I've kind of I've talked to Mac Jones, I've talked to Stevenson. Douglas obviously pops a little bit more with born out. Juju can kind of slide into that role, but Douglas getting stuff going Washington giving up the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers over last month. And the most touchdowns that kind of goes in line with the Mac Jones stuff. Douglas 13 targets over his last two games. And now born is out. Like Juju's going to do something, but Juju, I mean, it's Juju. Rough. Can't I mean, I,
5: maybe he might not get anything like, yeah, The, uh, you know, they were saying, oh, Juju's knee might explode. That was ridiculous. But, you know, as soon as they said in training camp, his knee was still bothering him from February. I was like, ooh, because I was all aboard the Juju train again. Like, he's just going to be a number one again. He was decent in Kansas City last year, but he's been too hurt to really play and play up to his level this season. So, yeah, I mean, I would take pretty much anybody but Juju.
4: Yeah, um, I think Douglas has a shot to be the number one on this team. And if I like, you don't, passing, you don't think
5: it's going to be Jalen Rager? No, no. Jaylen? I'm just saying,
4: I said he has a shot. I'm not saying it's, you know, yeah,
5: but, but you don't believe in Jalen Rager. I'm no, just surprised. No, so, not really. Not a big Remember when He Rager was picked guy? one spot ahead of Justin Jefferson. Remember that? I do.
4: Well, what didn't, wasn't it? The, like all the Philly. Vikings that were laughing, They like the yeah, video yeah. of them, like laughing their ass off
5: Zimmer. Yeah. He was laughing. Okay. They took Rager. All right. That's fine. What a
4: great feeling that has to be, by the way, can you imagine? Has that? has be pretty again? good. Of just like somebody screwing up. So, I mean, we actually, we we know that feeling. It's just like in drafts, when someone passes up the guy you clearly want, you're like, oh my God, are we getting here? Uh, <laughs> so I do kind of know that feeling, actually. Uh, fun stuff. Demario Douglas, Josh Downs, Nico for me, Pittman, Amari, and Dotson for Bogman. One more break. We got some voicemails. ITL voicemails coming up right here on In This League.
0: and Chris Welsh. ain't here right now to leave a message or Podcast listeners messages
4: stupid. In this league at gmail.com that is the email where you can send in your voicemails to us 60 seconds recorded or less questions, trades, start and sit, whatever the hell you got, whatever you're looking for. Just hit us with it, and uh, we hope to get you on the show. Make the show better. It was okay this week, Boggs. Not great. We did get five. Was hoping a little bit more off of the threats, but let's not complain too much. Let's just jump right into it. I believe one of these, I thought one of these might be a video thing, but let's start off. We got our boy, uh, Michael D. Young in the house. What's up, Michael?
6: Did you guys hear that NASA is working on sending a group of cows into space? It's going to be the herd shot around the world. Oh. <laughs> bogman and welsh i've been a long time listener i first heard you guys on the sleeper in the bust oh. you spore and mason did a two plus hour outfield podcast and i was laughing nonstop the entire time been a patreon and a listener ever since that's
4: awesome i, I want to know say
6: that. all the shows everything you guys do uh, seems like you've taken and to step forward with your careers welsh with the athletic stuff bogman doing stuff with fantasy pros and a lot of idp prospect stuff everything you know i'm glad you guys have found a level of success doing this that you've been friends since middle school and that uh you get up and do something you get to enjoy every day Uh, grateful for the shows and thanks for all the memories Oh, that's all. I, I felt like he was breaking up wow. with us
4: there for a minute. Uh, I I, a little
5: bit, yeah. The, the tone, the tone was sad. Like the tone we, was but, kind
4: of like, "Hey guys, I've been, been with you guys forever. I listened, but I was waiting for yeah, I was waiting crying, for the butt but. too. Yeah. yeah. I,
5: maybe it's just because we've been dumped so many
4: times. But you yeah. guys are offensive, yeah. and I don't like you, and you're both mm-hmm. fat, and uh, you know, you're I don't know something well. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I, I felt like we were about to get broken up with, but it was just nice the whole way through. It was, yeah. Thank I don't you, think Michael. Those voice smells all the time. Thank you, Michael. I don't remember that episode. Do you Oh, I do. That? Yeah.
5: Yeah. We, okay. uh, it, it was a long time. I kind of had a goofy thing. I was like, look, uh, we can talk about all these advanced stats, but it is, it does come down to the bottom line. And I think Spore kind of laughed at that, but it's also true. And, and we, we talked through it. And I remember, uh, you know, I'm like, look, it, it sounded like I was like, look, take all your fancy advanced stats, but who's getting RBI? All right. Who's getting stolen vices? You understand, but but that, there's a little bit to that as well.
4: So yeah, I like when we have crossover. I like the baseball football crossover, so I don't feel like we have to explain things to people too much. But I know there's <laughs> people, the football, that football,
5: people that don't pay attention to baseball at all. And there's baseball, plenty of those people. So like, I also like this other sport. It's called baseball.
4: Yeah, but there's plenty and of people that, that don't like to there. like intertwine. Oh yeah, and stuff. but course, that was really I nice. Yeah, it. I we're, we're definitely doing more stuff and. Hopefully we've kind of needed to keep going and need you guys too. you know, the Patreon's a big deal for us. It's why we can do the other things and we can make this our job. That's what we're both committed to right now, making this completely our job and, you know, trying to do right by and uh, hopefully, you know, make you laugh. That's kind of the hope. All right. Our boy Brett is in the house. I don't think there's any, I keep waiting for someone to send a video, but I don't think it is. So. Uh, here's Brett.
3: Hey guys, Brett from Chicago. Somebody kind of an emergency podcast. We got, Josh Dobbs going to Minnesota. I currently am dealing with trying to replace Kirk Cousins. Do we think Dobbs is going to be the starter? Yes. Mm -hmm. I put in a waiver claim for Dobbs. Do I put a waiver claim in for Levis? Ooh, Levis. Or do I put a waiver claim in for Derek Carr? Ooh. I have Geno Smith on the bench, but i kind of thinking, especially after listening to the last podcast, Levis over Smith. What do you guys think? 12 man full PPR. Thanks, guys.
4: So yeah. Well, we kind of probably Thank didn't you, help you too much, Brett, because you sent this like on Tuesday.
5: Um Car though. I mean, out of that group, it, it is it's, me, car.
4: it's car. It's car one. So let let's let's do all the quarterbacks and add Gino in there and rank them. I would go car, I might go Levis, Gino, and then Dobbs as my rank.
5: I still think I still think we're going to put Geno ahead of Levis because I'm not a hundred percent convinced that they don't go back to Ryan Tannehill after he's healthy. So
6: even Is if Levis looks healthy. good again,
5: um, I, I mean it could be as early as next week. Uh, I think yeah. I think if this game wasn't on Thursday, he might be back this week. You know so, what though? He's got
4: options though. Like if those all goes quarterbacks are just though, yeah, those are wire, pretty decent options. We'll get Carr yeah. and then I don't know maybe Levis. Yeah, but I agree, it's Carr so i hope you
5: yeah know. i would say car and then i would still have gino too and then i would probably say Dobbs, and then Levis. so
4: i'm not gonna even tell you who this is from but the note is recorded on speaker not in a bathroom
1: VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
5: The beauty of virtual
1: reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
3: At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out, to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica empathy is our best policy. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Why don't you punch me in the face? Punch me in the face! Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain?
7: What? If you lick my... In this league. Yo, what's good, guys? Hope you're well. Who the hell in the NFL Who the hell? wanted to put this Miami and KC game on at 8.30 in the morning? I'm going to be on the West Coast this week. That's 6.30 in the morning. Ain't yeah. no one got time for this. Yep. Stupid international Preach. games. Preach. Anyway, some fancy questions. Six and two in both of my leagues now. All right. Nice. Would you go Cam Akers, Foreman, or Rashid,
5: Shahid in your flex? Okay. Stop mm. there. So Acres, Foreman, or Shahid.
4: And I might go.
5: In my flex, I think I'm putting Shahid there.
4: I agree. That's where I was going to go with it. Okay. Yeah,
5: because, I mean, w- with your flex, you're basically playing just for upside, and they're playing the Bears secondary, which is not great. And he is so, Mr.
4: Upside. Three catches, 153 right. yards. So
5: yeah. Yeah, Or one for 16. It's going to be one of those. And
7: then would you go Aaron Jones or Daryl Henderson this week? Uh, I'm Christ. still going
4: Aaron Jones. I'll go Aaron Jones, but I hate
7: it. I'm tired of Aaron Jones. I'm tired of Matt LaFleur. Anderson. He's an idiot.
4: Yeah, I get
5: it.
7: Also, picks this week. Let's go Buccaneers plus three against Houston. Bucks plus three. And we're going to go New Mexico State minus three against Middle Tennessee. I also kind of like the UT game, but it's UT, so ew. Right, <laughs> going, guys.
4: You know what? He went over a minute, and I could have cut him off right at that Texas part, but I did I did let it stand. Oh, so no, go because
5: yeah, you're a good friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, those bets are fine. I New Mexico State and Middle Tennessee. I just like, I don't know. You know, when it gets down to to those type of teams, I just don't know where to go. So yeah. uh, I don't watch enough New Mexico State to feel confident in them.
4: You so. like have fun. I, all, all I know about New Mexico is um, Breaking Bad.
5: So yeah,
4: I went to Carlsbad, New Mexico, one time. Total oh, asshole. Yeah? Total asshole. Uh, is it big pile I, of garbage? You live there? I went with, to. Probably.
5: Raton, New Mexico, one time, and I would uh, recommend not doing that. So, yeah. if you can
4: avoid it, so yeah, not a bit. I mean, I guess I live in a desert, but like that—that that seems like the the trash desert. But you know, maybe you live in a nice part of New Mexico. So let me know. I've only been to Carlsbad, and that was—I mean, a, I've,
5: I've heard there are plenty of spots in New Mexico that are beautiful. The Albuquerque but. airport that was pretty. I've been there too. For yeah, airports? I met Rob Van Dam and Booker T at the Albuquerque <laughs> really? at the Albuquerque yeah. Airport. I well, I met Rob Van Dam. I said, Hey Booker T and he just kept walking past me. So oh, yeah,
4: he was Rob nice?
5: So nice. Couldn't have been the- and the Dudley uh Dudley boys were there too. Did uh, you say they, hi to they, them? Yeah, they were super nice, but I was like, Booker, and they were laughing at me. They're like, He's not.
4: Oh, what a I It's like, okay, but Rob Van Dam. I love Rob yeah. Van Dam. That was my favorite wrestler. So we parked
5: like cool. right next to him as we were both getting out of our cars. I'm like, that's Rob Van Dam right there. You know what's amazing? Like, All right, calm down.
4: Uh, like- we don't have time for this because we got to get going. But like, I think the ratio of celebrities met at airports to how much you go might be one of the most incredible things. Because how many times do you think you've been to the airport in your life?
5: 25 times, 50 times.
4: Oh, 50. I didn't think you've been that much. Well, I mean, I've dropped people off and stuff. No, no, no. I mean, I'm talking like going into the airport, walking sticking. in and taking a flight. Yeah, exactly. I'm probably 40 or 50 in my life. Really? Yeah. You're a world traveler. Oh, my God. I'm not God. a world traveler. I'm 40. High flying, jet flying, limousine riding. Woo, son of a gun. I less, really. You know, that's less than two a year. I mean, two flights a year. I have probably been 10 times in my entire okay. life. But I have also seen. So I saw David Spade at the airport. And he was trying not to like be seen, but he's the tiniest human being. And he was holding a newspaper up in the Phoenix airport. I just think the celebrity to airport ratio is higher than most places. Not my whole yeah. foods, whole foods to celebrity ratio. Well, is celebrities high. have to eat and fly also. So yeah. that's,
5: uh, you know, why you see him.
4: But I just think like it would seem likely to be like, oh, you've flown 20 times and you've never seen a random celebrity. But like we both have. Like the one time I ever met Derek
5: Hall, who's the president of the Diamondbacks, was at the airport. Warren Moon was a jerk off to you. Yeah. I I mean, I don't even remember that story. That's my mom and dad told me that story. So but uh, yeah, Warren Moon was rude to me at at the airport, too. So I I have uh, I've got the stiff arm at the airport. I kind of understand it now. You know, you know, people are they're traveling. I don't want to be bothered. I get it. So. Uh, they're not there because they love it, they're there because they have to, like everybody at the airport. Who likes going to the airport? I don't understand that at all. It's terrible. It's not fun.
4: Yeah, so I mean it's not fun. I don't know. I'm just I'm just talking out loud here. I think it's an it's an incredible ratio thing that's going on here. Um but 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 but, we have got I just lost it. We have barrel. We got the barrel rapport. Rapport. Um, What what are we rapporting? Bogman, Welsh, ITL. I'm sad.
7: I just heard a song on the radio that reminds me of the way we were. That song title, The Way We Were. It's time for the Barrel Report. Lock of the week Browns over the Cardinals. Upset of the week Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Houston
1: Texans.
7: Rest of the season, who would you rather have? Devontae Adams or Gabe
5: Davis? Oh, come on. I'm choosing Gabe Davis. Oh, I don't trust Adams. He
4: took Gabe Davis over Devontae Adams? Come on.
5: I mean, Gabe Davis coming off an incredible week, but come on, Barrow. It's Devontae Adams. It's
4: Devontae Adams. Come on. It's
7: definitely Devonte. It's definitely Devonte Adams. It's Devontae Adams and the coaching staff, even the new one. Congratulations, Texas Rangers! You oh. did a hell of a
4: job. Oh, whoops! Oh, sorry, voicemail just uh, fell off there. We're, we're <laughs> sorry, Barrow. I don't know. You broke up there. I guess the lines really. That was weird. It was email. weird how That's that uh, just
5: wouldn't connect for the yeah. end of that
4: call. So sorry. All right, uh, Barrow. If we're if we're also uh, opening up the new rapport. If someone wants to send <laughs> a rapport next week, uh, we have an open rapport spot.
5: Uh, I would like uh, I like Chris Russo to send one in. That'd be
4: great. Yeah. Uh, was it you someone we knew was over by um rob manford and russo oh it was bubba bubba was over by there he was like oh right yeah next to him. i, like, I didn't gonna... see
5: russo russo was not invited to the owner stuff so
4: okay. like me i was i was invited well you shouldn't have been all right final up here the great jack boy jack Boyce is going to turn our week around he goes well boys like Mahomes last week i'm not 100 percent, but i found a way to grind out another <laughs> one um, he said, any chance we can get a set deadline for voicemails? Yeah, I think we've been the set deadline is like noon Eastern. That is a guarantee. The on show Wednesday, not, on Wednesday will have not been recorded. We've been doing the shows on Thursday, which has provided more times, but like. Noon Wednesday is the safest. Now that baseball safest.
5: is officially over, we're going to have, you know, it'll probably then go then the back Fall to- league is over this week too, right? So next week.
4: Next week yeah. It's over. So we'll be going to probably back to like our normal Wednesday schedule. And we do those usually around like 2 p.m. ish Eastern, anywhere right. from like 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern. So just like, you know, get it by noon Eastern on Wednesday and we're golden here. So, um, but we have got a down in the dumps, Jack, Who's gonna turn it all around here? And the song is titled "Stroud Carey." Let's go. A rookie
3: QB in a Texas city, throwing an ego and tank every night and day, and he never lost one minute of playing time. Worry about how bad Damian Pierce has been. Big players keep on shining. Stroud carrying that fantasy burden. Rolling, 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 points delivered. Mm. Records in Ohio State, tremendous. Cause a lot of pain down in New Orleans. <laughs> but I never thought it'd be this good in Houston City. Till I flipped on Red on on my Roku TV. Big plays keep on turning. Try carrying that fantasy burden. Rolling, 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 points delivered.
4: That so good. was what is he talking about? Oh, hey guys, I'm not feeling so good. I'm only gonna do the best song that's ever been done. All time in <laughs> that was amazing. So good. You know, it was Rolling so funny. Points live. Um I, I'm gonna out our boy because he was very nice about it, but it was a very funny interaction. I didn't disagree with But our boy Josh, <laughs> after last week, because this is gonna, I'm doing this because this is gonna make uh, Jack feel really good. Just after Jack's on last week, Josh hit me up. He, he sent a message, and he went like, "Jack is too talented for in this league." And like, <laughs> then like too, and I was like, "Okay," I I was like, "Yep, he's super talented." And then Josh, like two days later, he hit me up. He was like, "So how I said that definitely was not okay, my bad." <laughs> and I was like, "It is all good, dude." And I said, "But listen, I agree." Jack is yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not wrong <laughs> about any of that for sure, my friend. But as I said before, should be like, a, he should be on the Fox pregame for I, sure. I, I want to prop Jack up. Jack is a very easy yes. guy, though. I have is his open stance. If Jack wanted to create a podcast, we would support it. And however, we can do it. Help with it. That is just a talented dude. Maybe a podcast isn't the way to do it. He's a, he's an actor and he does music. Just wildly talented. Let's all just be thankful that he is here creating great stuff for us and making us laugh and enjoy fantasy football just a little bit more. I love it. And we love you. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. That is it for the episode. Bogman live here in Phoenix. We will be together. I don't know, probably Friday, maybe Saturday. We're going to be around seeing we did the world series here. Bogman's got to go hang at goldies for some Steelers.
1: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
3: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
3: At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back
4: This is the Fantasy Baseball Prospect Podcast, Prospect One. Hello, friends. I'm Chris Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at IsItTheWelsh. Same thing with the Instagram, same handle. And over at InThisLeague.com, it is a brand new month. Hello, November. What do we got in store for November? Rank Prospect Update. Dynasty Update is finally coming. The first draft of some of the redraft. P180Ps and more because we got first pitch conference going on. I'm going to have some player interviews. That's more on the podcast side. But over on the Patreon side, a lot of that great stuff, only exclusively at InThisLeague.com. I would love and appreciate all of your support. If you want to come and check it out? Do so. Be making lots of updates this month, and the next couple of months will be crazy. InThisLeague.com. Beginning of the month, best time to sign up inthisleague.com for Prospect One. Welsh getting back to a little bit of inconsistency, but the Diamondbacks in the World Series. That has caused some chaos. I went to game three. Loss. Bogman went to game four. Loss. Going to game five. Both of us together, I think, hopefully at this moment, it looks like it. Hopefully a win. But the World Series has been going on. First pitch conference is going on. So I wanted to make sure to get out an episode before we get started with everything, because the next couple should be kind of fun and interesting. Today, what I am going to do, we're going to recap where we are in the Arizona Fall League. I had been doing kind of week to weeks. I did plan to get last week's out. It just didn't work out. So we'll take a look at the last seven days and we'll take a look at it as a whole. That is going to be a lot of what's going to be covered over the next like week with a lot of other shows. Um, I'm going to be doing a couple live podcasts this week, so I guess that's something I can promote to you. Not that you will be, but if you happen to be in first pitch or out here in Arizona on Saturday, I'm going to be doing two podcasts. One CBS Fantasy Baseball today with Frank Stanfall. We are going to have... It looks like a prospect from the Arizona Fall League joining us. And then we're going to be talking about really tough to rank players in 2024. Then there's like a little break. Then I'm going to be doing rates and barrels and I'll be doing rates and barrels with Eno and DVR. Looks like we've got an Arizona Fall League prospect and actually don't even know exactly all what we're going to talk about. Probably a decent amount about the Arizona Fall League and whatnot. So two awesome podcasts that you can come and watch live. We actually have a giveaway too on CBS's. But you can also live stream them. As I'm told, Baseball HQ will be live streaming the podcast, and I know the podcast will be live streamed on CBS for their for that show with me and Frank. So Saturday, starting at one no two p.m. Eastern, pretty much through that would be like four o'clock Eastern. You can check out those live pods if you want to watch them uh, in in person or at least on your screen. You can do that. I'll also be doing a panel. And we're going to be doing player interviews. I believe Eno and I tomorrow are going to be trying to get some players. So all I'm getting at is this is going to be kind of a setup to where we are at with the Arizona Fall League. And then I'm going to be doing a bunch of interviews with analysts, with players. And that's going to be dropping on this feed here, you know, over the next probably month or so. So strap in as we get you set for Arizona Fall League. Also just prospect dynasty overall conversation as we always do. Should be a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to, you know, this is actually the first like fall league break since the fall league has started that I've had. And it's been because of the world series and I've taken two to three days off. I was going to go out today, but I looks like I'm going to be going to game five. So I'm going to commit to that. And then I will be back out at the games on Thursday, Friday, home run Derby is on Saturday and Sunday. We have got the fall stars, uh, all-star game, all of which are going to be televised. And I believe back on MLB network, as I'm told it from the fall league. So that's going to be pretty cool. We'll all be doing different coverage. So just make sure you're following on Twitter. And I'll be trying to do exclusive stuff on the Patreon as well. So I just appreciate you guys' support. I know it's all craziness. I've been kind of crazy the last couple months. And, yeah, you know, just getting, getting acclimated into everything what this crazy offseason has been. That I'm um, trying to continuously do unique, cool content. And, you know, the Arizona Folly itself has kind of derailed me a little bit because I've been putting so much into it, but I really have a great feel for so many of these players. And I think what will actually be really good, you know, cause now I, cause I, I do not want to be dismissive of anybody that'll come and see these guys, you know, in person for three or four days, but like we'll be able to bounce interesting stuff off each other, short sample sizes that stand out to some of these guys to like the long standing month. I've been seeing these guys in person, though. You also get to see these guys on broadcast with, um, I believe MLB.com that's helped, but like we'll get to kind of bounce off of because I'm not a super dismissive short sample size guy. I think it could be misleading, but I also think you can catch a lot of the stuff pretty early on. It's just like, you know, what is false and what is completely positive. Like you can get, you know, bad speed and you can get some pitch recognition stuff, but positively or negatively in short sample sizes, it can be, you know, it could be a little bit misleading or, you know, just staring at stats. Like Aaron Sabato, I've talked to, I talked about on CBS with Frank recently, Sabato leads the AFL in homers. I think he did. I didn't look as of last night. Yeah, he still leads in the AFL um, in homers with seven, which is impressive. And Frank was like, you know, hey, is there something there? And it's like, you know, there might be. I don't want to say that there's not. There's not. I actually really like Aaron Sabato. He's a cool dude. He's working really hard. He's taking, not every guy's taking this serious. I think he's taking this serious. But it's still the same Aaron Sabato. So how can that mature? You know, where can we change since he's been drafted, we knew he was like a first base DH only guy with huge power. And he's still that same guy. There's no batting average. He's hitting 222 out here. He's one of the top strikeout players. So it's like, you know, if you come here and you see him launch a couple homers, that might be really exciting. And in a week span, let me see what he's done over the last week. Because in a week span, he could hit like, yeah, dude, yeah perfect example. He's hitting 600 over the last three games he's played he has 4 of his homers, he's only struck out twice in 10 at bats over the last 3 games, 7 days quote unquote. He looks amazing. But when you look at the entirety of it and then, you know, you've just watched lots of a lot of it bats, you've seen the swing and miss and it's really prevalent and you see the, the the total stats are the almost league leading strikeouts and one of the worst averages with big power. So, you know, small sample size versus the long standing one, it's just going to create lots of good questions. And that's what I'm here for because just because I see something of a guy over an entire AFL season doesn't mean that's what it's going to be. And we're going to talk about Jacob Marcy. I'm very impressed with Jacob Marcy, but it might not be anything. It happens in the AFL. You know, I I know there's a lot of people giving, I think it was like I saw Clegg and maybe cross both kind of tempering expectations for the AFL. Sure, you should. But at the same, like it's, it's just not, nothing is one for one, you know, Royce Lewis had a garbage year in 2019 and then he and in the regular season. Then he comes to the AFL and is amazing. And you could have someone could have been like, well, you know, just don't pay attention to the AFL sample size. The guy hit 230 and he doesn't have any power and blah, blah, blah. And then he comes here and he's amazing and you could be dismissive of it. So, like, my point to this is an overarching theme would be don't lose your mind about a player. But someone like Jacob Marcy, in particular. Did not just have a ton of eyes on him. People weren't you know making sure they were watching video and catching his games. And he wasn't a pop-up guy, but he wasn't like I'm on top 150, 250 list or anything like that. So this is like a, an experience you get to see this type of player who really popped this year in a scenario where he's on the most talented prospect team here in the AFL, shining the brightest. That's something we should pay attention to. Now if you see him and you see this stuff and you're like, Oh, Jacob Marcy is like a top 40 player. It's like, Oh, okay. Maybe you're going overboard, but you know, the sample size of this is kind of telling because he is repeating a lot of this stuff. And we are getting like good vision. Like I get to see Jacob Marcy bat in front of like Chase De and Kyle Manzardo and Carson Williams. And like, I get to imprint that in my brain and that can tell me a lot. So it works both sides. Really guess what I'm saying is, it's like nothing is affirmative in either direction where, You should and you shouldn't take the sample size as important. You should just just be all relative to, cool, this guy's productive, this guy's doing the things, or hey, this guy is struggling, but he's still doing this or that. And then we can be maybe a little bit more focused on who are these players that are popping? Why are these players popping? What, What are they doing differently? And that's kind of the fun conversation to have. And that's what we'll do. So we'll take a look at the year to date over the last seven days. Just a quick look on some of the more interesting prospects and some of the struggles here in the Arizona Fall League before the onslaught of interviews and fantasy analysts and everything that we'll be doing even here, right here on Prospect One. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Prospect One AFL talk after this.
3: Say, I like you. I like you so much, I'm going to make you my partner. All you have to do is find the gold and I'll share it with you 50-50.
6: Prospect One.
4: Before we just jump right into the AFL, I do want to say what a crazy experience going to the World Series was that was my first ever playoff game. You know, I'm not a big, I'm not a big baseball game guy. I don't want to say that. Obviously I am. I go to AFL and stuff. I'm not the biggest fan of like massive crowds. So I don't like, you know, try to go to every diamondbacks game or travel to do this and that. It's just not my thing. I love personally going to complex league games where there's nobody there. I love the AFL where there's 300 people. You can sit where you want. I just like that freedom. So I don't do a lot of games. So You know, if you guys have followed me, by the way, I'm saying this, I got to go to game one of the World Series and it was incredible. And even though they lost and it was a closer game, better than the game that Bogman went, it was fun. So much about it to could talk about. But I will tell you one thing I got hyper focused on at one point was the amount of rookies that were involved in that game. I mean, just think back. I mean, it doesn't feel like it, but Josh Young, technically a rookie. Corbin Carroll, Evan Carter was hitting four for the Texas Rangers. That's crazy. Jordan Lawler is on the bench for the Diamondbacks. Um, I'm forgetting somebody else. There was, there was one or two. There's like a reliever or two. I mean, Brandon Fott. Yeah, duh. Brandon Fott was pitching the game I got to go to. Gave up the most insane homer I've ever seen, especially. I mean, World Series, how it's leaning right now, looks like the Rangers. The Rangers might pull it out today, which will be sad. But Corey Seager's going to be the World Series MVP unless something turns around. And he annihilated a homer against Brandon Fott and changed the scope of that game. But the rookies that were there, it's so crazy to think of like, you know, Josh Young probably would have won AL, decent chance to win AL Rookie of the Year had he been healthy. Gorman Carroll will. Evan Carter, I mean, I'm not breaking any ground here anymore. I did say this some time ago, but who cares at this point? But like, I am in the group of whoever else is there, but I've been saying it. I think Evan Carter is going to be one of the front runners for next year. I think he's going to be a player that is going to be a top 100 fantasy pick. I don't think he, in early drafts, he's been there. He's hitting three or four for the Texas Rangers. Like 15, 16 straight games hits. Consistently does it. He's trying to be aggressive on the base paths. He's showing some power. And it's like, he looks like he could be a, at worst, 15, 30 guy hitting three for the Rangers and might put up 100 RBI. If, he's do, if you have Corey Seager and Simeon hitting in front of you, that would be next year. But that's all happening in the World Series. It's just, it you know, as much as we, in fantasy and stuff, we can be discounting to some of the prospects and stuff, I really think it's incredible where development is going. And, you know, people wrote off Brandon Font, but, you know, you, you let coaches get to him. I reiterate a million times over how many prospects don't get the hands-on development they get at the majors. So, like, if the guy struggles early on, let's see if, especially if they're with the right team, Diamondbacks specifically have just an A-plus class of pitching coaches and uh, Brent Strom, Dan Heron, Barry Enright is there, Mike Fetters. You know, they have such an incredible class of guys there to work through these guys that let these guys go, th- let, let, let somebody mold the clay a little bit in with the right tools to see if it makes what we want. And that's why like giving up on some of the prospects sometimes, I just hate to do. I hate to sell low. And I know it's like, oh, this guy's not helping me. What a waste, blah, blah, blah.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: All right, fellas, here's how it works. $15 for a... In day. this league. What's his In this league.
4: If you have to ask, big man,
3: you can't afford it. That's
4: what I want. I was just kind of enamored with the impact of rookies I've had on the World Series. And I, even though these two teams are, you know, they're not the top end of records, and I know, you know, the rating <laughs> looks like it's going to be like the lowest viewed of all time. But I think it's incredible looking at the rookie impact all over this thing. And I'm uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty enamored with it. And I hope you guys are as well. And you never know, you might have a guy or two from this Arizona fall league. Though we didn't have Evan Carter, Josh Young or Corbin Carroll in the AFL last year. They just got their run because they came up a little well, not Evan Carter, but Carolyn Young came up in September. That's telling to, you know, that's kind of like the same vibe of where you get with Evan Carter. It's a guy that'll have rookie eligibility that is not exhausted and he's going to get out there and, you know, do business next year. Front runner for rookie of the year. I will be placing early bets on Evan Carter for sure. Uh, but let's talk about the Arizona Fall League. So that's just my little thing here with just looking at all the, and also like just seeing Jordan Lawler, who was in the AFL, what, a year ago, two years or whatever it was. And he's in the World Series. Like that's such a weird experience seeing all these players Alec Thomas. And it's just all these guys that have, you know, kind of grown up around it, and especially you see in the lower minors, you've seen them playing A-ball, an and then all of a sudden they're playing in the World Series, or they're shooting up for the World Series. It's pretty cool. So it it just reiterates the love of prospects, at least in my mind a little bit. But let's take a look around the Arizona Fall League as we get set into All-Star and First All-Star Weekend and First Pitch Conference when there's lots of coverage. Let's take a look at some of the standouts. So when we do a little peeky-peaky over the last seven days, Even though we've had some seven days missed in here, let's talk about some leaders, hits leaders. Jacob Marcy. We are going to be talking a decent more about him and James Triantos. I would say two of the top three MVP leaders, if not maybe just the top two, both have the most hits in the last seven days. Both have seven hits in four games in just about the same amount of bats, which is crazy.